ghosts and goblins. Welcome to my special Halloween broadcast on McDonaldland's Magical Radio. Well, 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 welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Starring Jay from Sludge Central and Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. Jay, since this show is going up so late, we knew we had to dazzle everyone with a hot topic. Yeah, we needed to pull out the old razzle-dazzle. That's right. So, fuck it. We're diving headfirst into Halloween with a celebration of all things haunted from McDonald's. Yeah, I can't believe we're going to do an entire show on this. But, I mean, hey, there's golden arches a half a mile away from me, so I'm feeling the vibes. Yeah, you're a big McDonald's guy. You never shut up about McDonald's. (laughs) You can't pull me away from that place. This is kind of a sequel to the McDonald's Christmas show that we did last year. And it's the same idea. It's a hodgepodge of things that have some tie either directly to Halloween or just to horror. There's more than you would think. At first, I thought, hmm, this is going to be pretty difficult. There turns out to be a lot of great ones. Well, we both went into this feeling like we didn't want to be Captain Obvious because people hear McDonald's Halloween show and they expect us to talk about the Boo Buckets and the McNugget Buddy Happy Meals. And it's just like, what more could you possibly say? Everyone's talking about those things all the time. You've done it a lot because we know that you have a McNugget fetish. I do have a McNugget (laughs) fetish. I will cough to that. (laughs) sorry i'm thinking about stuff now (laughs) you put it in my head i'm pretty happy with where we landed though i think this is a really eclectic mix like some of the things people gonna be like okay yeah i saw that coming other things gonna be like what the fuck is this doing on a mcdonald's halloween show I'm into it. I'm ready to dive in. So I'm going to kick things off tonight so we don't have to argue about it. (laughs) Good, because I'm off my game and I need to collect myself for a few minutes. Go for it, Jay. (laughs) All right, here we go. Wonder what's in here? We are the McDonald's Happy Meal guys. Right, hamburger, fries, and soft drinks, all regular size. Well, what do you know? It's the whole gang. <laughs> I'm a Ghostbuster. When you buy a McDonald's Happy Meal featuring real Ghostbusters, you can catch one of these Ghostbuster school supplies. They're all beautiful. And they all let you be a Ghostbuster. Real Ghostbuster school supplies, only at McDonald's. Right out of the gate, Matt, I am going with the real Ghostbusters Happy Meal that came out in 1987, and there were school supplies in the Happy Meals this time. Truly one of the all-time greats as far as Happy Meals go. It really was. 1987, this is still high off of the real Ghostbusters cartoon and the popularity of the toys and everything. So this was a unique perspective because they must have said, hey, Kids who love the real Ghostbusters must love pencils, stationery, pencil sharpeners, and the like. <laughs> See, you're, you're, you're joking, but at the same time, yeah? Yes, of course! Listen, my thought was that maybe Kenner had exclusivity over, like, actual toys, and this was their way to sidestep it. A pouch for our pencils, a lenticular ruler. These are things that we were going to use. Everything in this set was retail quality. Like if this was sold at the drugstore during back to school season, we would have been all over it. The best part was with the Happy Meals, of course, they came in the boxes that were like another prize because the box was always fascinating. You're absolutely right. The boxes for these Real Ghostbusters Happy Meals in particular, even compared to most Happy Meals, it was so ornate. Yes. 
It was like a fucking book in box form. That's what the experts say. They say that exact line. Experts meaning <laughs> me. It's like a fucking book. <laughs> that shit's a book in box form. <laughs> so I love this. Of course, now, one of the famous things about this Happy Meal in particular was that there is a trans light, which is the menu that goes in front of the lights. Right. It's the little like square poster that they hang up by the menu and by the drive through Right. And I think you have it. It has the green ghost on it. And it looks kind of like a pile of slime, but it's not. It's basically meant to be Slimer without actually being Slimer. They should have just went with a brand new character and named the character because it's such a cool character on its own. I'm so glad you brought this up. I had it as like note number three. I'm like, if this section goes real long, I might bring up the trans light ghost. I had no fucking idea that you were going to pull this shit <laughs> of course, out. So yeah. I'm a pig in shit right now, Jay, <laughs> that you're letting me talk about this beautiful character. They did create a new character. They didn't name him, but yeah, you got this green ghost sitting at a desk in a very human boy style bedroom. And it's the greatest fucking thing. And he's messing around with these real Ghostbusters school supplies. Everybody who's into Ghostbusters as hardcore as we are, they know exactly what we're talking about, so they could have just named it. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. What are you going to name that green ghost from the McDonald's Real Ghostbusters Happy Meal Translite? Wow, that's a tough one. No, no, you're coming up with a name. You're not going to skip the question if that's what you were getting at. Can I think about it through the show and get back to you at the end? Don't think I'm going to forget. People are going to be on the edge of their seats. We're not doing our thing until I hear a fucking name for this ghost. And I'll come up with one, too. Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> so out of everything in this set, I have to ask you, because I absolutely do. Do you have a favorite item? Oh, 100%. The pencil topper had Slimer on it. And when you twirled the pencil around, it looked like it was flying around what was probably supposed to be the firehouse, but it didn't really look like the firehouse. It's just like some nondescript skyscraper in New York City. But I love that thing, and I used it all the time. How about you? First of all, I'm just sitting here in shock and <laughs> awe because that was an ad lib. You weren't planning to go there. You were clearly looking to get out of this section. <laughs> and I threw this at you, and you came with an answer that I would have swore you had written down. <laughs> the pencil topper was a nice one, but nothing to me could compare to the Stay Puffed pencil sharpener. Pencil sharpener, yeah. You could easily have seen this sold separately. Three ninety nine on an end cap. Yeah. And you're getting it for free with a cheeseburger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but this is what made it exciting to want to go back to school. Stuff like this. It's not untrue. I was the worst student my whole life. But I get so excited about new school supplies. So real Ghostbusters school supplies? <laughs> Hell fucking yeah. Oh, yeah, let's go to school. <laughs> and McDonald's. was a gloomy day in McDonald land because the evil Grimace had grabbed all the cups. Thinking quickly, Ronald disguised himself as a mailman. A special delivery for E. Grimace. Ah, I've been picked for the McDonald land beauty contest. Off he went. Now let's get these cups back to McDonald's so we can have some triple thick shakes and icy cold Coca-Cola. Where's the contest? Well, Jay, since we're living through this whole grimace renaissance at the moment, it seemed like a good time to remind everyone that he wasn't such a happy-go-lucky sidekick for Ronald always. You're right. There were the dark times. <laughs> the dark times, right. The early 1970s, I believe actually just 1971, the evil grimace. Yes. This is how our friend was introduced. He originally was called the evil grimace. He was one of McDonald Land's outright villains. 
the key word there is the evil grimace because there was a lot of times when they would call him the evil grimace or the grimace as if like he was not just grimace. Now we know him as just grimace. <laughs> and in one commercial, I did see Ronald refer to him as E Grimace. Yeah, E Grimace. <laughs> like as if evil is actually his first name <laughs> yeah. and grimace is a surname. It actually makes sense in the grimace family. It does. I think a lot of people forget that some of these McDonald's characters, they do have kind of a sketchy history. Oh, it's not just true, Grimace. Yeah. Like, the Hamburglar used to be a much darker character. Even the Fry Guys, Jay, they used to be called the Goblins, and even they were a little bit evil. The Goblins are coming, Ronald! I'm getting out of here! The Goblins are coming! I'm getting out of here, too! The Goblins think everything looks like McDonald's French fries! <laughs> there is a lot of, like, weird history and lore that they don't even call out ever, but it's so good. It is, but for you especially, I think it, it just evokes thoughts of like a really good face turn. <laughs> <laughs> you can get down with that. Yes. <laughs> so the evil Grimace, he was still this big purple thing, but back then he had four arms, which purportedly helped him steal milkshakes. Grimace is said to be the embodiment of a milkshake. And then it made me think, if he was a milkshake, why did he need to drink other milkshakes? Listen, I don't know where you're getting this, but Grimace was not meant to be a milkshake. If you look it up, it says he's the embodiment of a milkshake. Yeah, and then if you look it up on a different page, it says he's a taste, taste bud. bud. And then the next yeah. page will say, oh, it's actually nothing. He's just some he's purple thing. He's just a thing. purple blob. Who do you trust? He's whatever we want him to be. Yeah, <laughs> go up forward with your story. We'll just assume. I dove deep into the Grimace lore, and I did see he really does need the milkshakes to keep himself alive. So he's out in the sun, and he deflates, and he needed milkshakes to be resuscitated. Why, he's all dried out. Oh, my toasty. Quick, let's get him to McDonald's. Hmm, I can relate to this. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen some of these evil Grimace commercials. Would you agree he was essentially like a cave monster? Yes, and he just stole shakes and sodas from McDonald's across America. Right, fresh cups of Coke. Yeah. Very specifically Coca-Cola. He would always mention that. Shameless. <laughs> I don't want to overstate the case. It wasn't like he was running around stabbing people, but he was definitely a bad guy. He was like the number one bad guy. I always assumed this went on for years, but apparently it only lasted one year. And then he got remade into this friendly... Yeah, like super dopey voice. He dropped a pair of arms because the evil Grimace had four arms and now he only had two, which was really weird. The alternate arms actually looked more like pouches because he would just keep the cups in them. Like, I don't know if those arms actually moved on the character itself. Well, you know, this wasn't like a sitcom horse costume situation. There was only one person in that Grimace suit, and he didn't have four hands to work with. <laughs> Give him grace, Jay. Give him grace. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, um, we grew up in the era of friendly Grimace. We had no fucking idea about any of this. This was totally early 70s shit. The only clue for us is if you saw one of the rusted old evil grimace bouncy jails at the playground oh. that still had the forearms yes you're right we should wallpaper a room in your house with just evil grimace i think you mean another room because uh the job's already been done once <laughs> i like how you were slightly hesitant to admit to that like <laughs> that wouldn't be that surprising I call that the Zen room. <laughs> One day, Ronald and his friends spotted evil Grimace running off with loads of shakes and thirsty. Ah, Thinking quickly, Ronald disguised himself as a big Hollywood movie director. What a face! What beautiful eyes! I'm gonna make you a star! The evil Grimace was very flattered. Would you mind stepping back a bit? Splash! You were sensational! Shouted Ronald. And so are these McDonald's shakes, and Coca-Colas, and hamburgers. Number three.
My next pick, Matt, is a little questionable, but it's the Roswell McDonald's, which is shaped like a UFO. So I know that you did have some like really intense personal debate. I'm so <laughs> glad you just went with it because this is such a great thing. It's not necessarily like Halloween-y or even necessarily horror related, but it does have a place on the show. Space and space aliens are inherently a little bit creepy, so fuck it. That's true. So this McDonald's is actually shaped like a UFO to go along with the tourism in Roswell is really based off of the landing, which was said to have happened of like a UFO in 1947 at Roswell. It's fascinating to me because, yes, that's when the sort of like tourism boom started and then it kind of came back when X-Files was hot. Right. But right now it's not. So you have sort of like these relics of this past tourism that are fading. And the shining example is this McDonald's. Basically walking into a UFO. So you see a lot of the McDonaldland characters in different space scenarios, whether it's on a mural, Birdie is in a little spaceship flying around, and Ronald is in a spacesuit. It's really neat. The whole thing, like from the outside to the inside, it's like taking Space Mountain out of Disney World and turning it into a McDonald's. That's exactly what it is. This is one of the few McDonald's that doesn't stand in line with like the rest of the franchise buildings. You and I were just driving around saying, geez, all these McDonald's look exactly the same. They don't have that unique charm franchisees they usually have to follow certain rules what permits do you need to get like who do you convince yeah if you want to turn mcdonald's into a spaceship <laughs> that glows neon at night they have to follow like stringent straw rules but here in roswell they could just do whatever the fuck they want yeah <laughs> fry guys flying around in a spaceship mcflurry it actually is a bucket list item for me to go to roswell and visit this mcdonald's I can't name something, at least in this country, that I want to see more than that. Well, we still got to go to the Burger King with the Frankenstein on it. Technically, that's in Canada. (laughs) So, did you notice the McNuggets floating around in space? Did I notice? You're gonna I paused the video is what happened. You're going to be on SpaceX going up to get those nuggets. I'm bringing a sleeping bag when I go, and I'm not leaving. Here's the last thing, Matt. I did kind of tie it in to Halloween. Yeah. The War of the Worlds radio broadcast was on Halloween back in 1938, and it caused like this fake panic that aliens actually did land. This took place on Halloween night. I absolutely know the famous story. It's a big reason why War of the Worlds is what it is as a brand. I'm just struggling to see if I accept this level of connectivity. (laughs) A McDonald's is it's it's close. A McDonald's and Roswell that's shaped like a UFO. And speaking of UFOs, UFOs also featured in this radio broadcast on Halloween. (laughs) Yes. Well, this has become a Halloween tradition, though. There's a lot of colleges and stuff that do this radio broadcast. It comes down to this, Jay. Your final pick was either going to be this Roswell restaurant or some fucking Scooby-Doo commercial from the UK. (laughs) And if you think I'm not glad that you picked this, you're dead wrong. Far into outer space, a delicious smell crosses the galaxy. Oh, French fries. Ooh, French fries. The aliens make their move. Ooh, uh, oh, no, fry sniffers. They begin sniffing up Chris McDonald's fries. Oh, 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 oh. But oh, oh, their aim is terrible. Our aim is terrible. But not for long. Ooh, uh, what will Ronald do? Save the fries. Oh, no. So once again, there are fries for everyone. Oh, a happy ending. And cool party hats. Number four. Goes in that big red box. Lots and lots and lots. Of golden fries together. Can't you taste them crisp and hot? McDonald's large fries for you guys. Who love them a lot in the big red box? Large fries for small fries and large fries for big guys. Lots and lots and lots together in that big red box. Together, large fries. 
So Jay, you and I both wanted to bring up something that was actually food related, but wouldn't you know it, McDonald's really hasn't done a whole lot of spooky foods. Yeah, you're right. There hasn't been a lot in comparison to some of the other companies. It's definitely not Burger King over there where they're dying burger buns all the time. Like there's yeah. at most you'll get like a pumpkin pie or one of those delicious frozen treats. What are they called? Fraps? Oh, I was going to say McFlurry. McFlurry, who the fuck cares? The point is they got nothing. <laughs> at least here in the States, they got nothing. But McDonald's is global. And if you follow like those Instagram accounts that cover what they do in other countries, it's wild. It is. Case in point, back in Japan in 2016, McDonald's offered pumpkin spice fries. Unbelievable. Which were officially known as, quote, Halloween choco potato. This was a container of McDonald's fries that came with two packets of special sauces to drizzle over them. You had a brown chocolate one and an orange pumpkin one. Mm. The real cool part is that they gave you the sauces in this contraption. If you squeeze it, it creates the drizzle. Because like if you're just using a ketchup packet, that shit's all over the place. But this turns into a squirt box when you squeeze it. And then you feel like a real foodie. That you're drizzling this fancy sauce on your potatoes. Totally unsurprising coming from the most technologically advanced country in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything they can't do over there? Want to see you drizzle it just a little bit? So they looked so good that I figured we needed to experience this ourselves, Jay. I mean, got me to buy McDonald's french fries. Well, I got you to buy McDonald's french fries, and I bought you, you bought a sauce. set of expensive gourmet drizzly sauces. I'm glad I have two gallons of this sauce now. Oh, please, Jay. They were only sold in four packs, so I have three of each of those bottles. They were probably like 100 bucks for a pack. They were not far from that. Yes, that's how much this bit is cost me. This is costing us a lot. All right. Well, I have to go get them in the kitchen. Okay, while you do that, I'm going to tell them what I bought. All right. These are a set of drizzly dessert sauces made by a company called Torani. I got squirt bottles of dark chocolate and pumpkin spice. So we're going to actually spread this shit over our fries whenever Jay gets back, which, I mean, I feel like I've been talking for five minutes. Where the fuck did he put the fries? He doesn't live in a big place. Okay. Alrighty. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing all right. You doing all right? You got your fries? I got the fries. Took a nice little walk, did you? <laughs> okay, so we both got large fries. Well, I got large fries. You got small because you're a fucking pecker. I no, I actually bought the large. I ponied up. Oh, good. Yeah. I transferred mine to a paper bowl. Yeah, I basically did that as well. A paper plate. I'm not as fancy as you. I don't have paper bowls around these parts. They're life-changing. You should invest. Yeah. I should. <laughs> All right. So we're going to drizzle the dark chocolate first. Basically like uh, decorating an ice cream sundae. And this already looks fucking fantastic. Dark chocolate first. Okay. And then after that, we're going to dump in some of the pumpkin spice syrup sauce, whatever the fuck you would call this. Oh, my God. This looks fantastic. This orange is not orangey. It's very dark. I was very upset when I noticed that earlier today that I was aiming for bright orange. It's more like a pale brown, but just roll with it. I got to say, visually, this looks pretty good to me. I mean, it, it looks it looks wild. Yeah, that's you being diplomatic because I could see that it does also look like somebody defecated on a bunch of McDonald's fries. <laughs> oh, all right. Are we going to eat this? We are. Oh, shit. Hmm. Hmm. That's actually not bad. It isn't bad. It's weird. I mean, we have to account for the fact that our fries are not as piping hot as they should be. Mine are more of like um, a mushy dessert. That's what I'm getting from this. Yeah. You know, it's not all that surprising that they're pretty good because McDonald's fries, they're almost like funnel cake with a potato accent. No, oh, you're right. So putting this kind of shit on them, it's not that weird. It actually does taste like chocolate and pumpkin spice mixed together. It's, 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 it's great. I love it. <laughs> no, I think it works. Like if this came out here, could you imagine if we had those dual packets of pumpkin spice and chocolate syrup to put over fries? Oh People would God. go berserk. Yeah, it would sweep the nation. Mm -hmm. It's the thing that could unite us all. One out of ten, what are you going to give these uh, 
one out of ten. I'm gonna go with a seven. Thought they were pretty good. How about you? I'm gonna go with a seven, but I'm also gonna say that while I'm saying that, I'm trying to fish out the fries that have the least amount of shit on them. So it might be a six, but I'm gonna go seven. Pumpkin spice fries from Japan in 2016, now recreated on the Purple Stuff podcast in 2023. I hope you enjoyed this $100 bit, everyone. Presenting Ronald McDonald in Ryman with Fries. Here comes Ronald with a special surprise. Here he comes. A whole basket of delicious McDonald's French fries. Oh, yes. Every once in a while, somebody tries a new trick for grabbing those wonderful fries. But Ronald's not fooled. It's those wacky fry guys. It's a good time. How do you know it was us, Ronald? Because you're the only guys who ride with fries. <laughs> oh, the great taste of McDonald's. Number five. There's no trick to giving out great Halloween treats with McDonald's Halloween gift certificates. For just one dollar, you get twenty, and each one will change into a regular-sized soft drink, almost like magic, when redeemed at McDonald's. Make magic happen the easy way with McDonald's Halloween gift certificates. Now twenty for a dollar at participating McDonald's. I, gotta, I think I got to sneeze. Hold on. <coughs> Oh, shit. Hold on. <coughs> okay. Sorry. You don't sneeze often. No, I never sneeze. I, because, like, you know, most people, a sneeze is just a sneeze. You're warning me, like, oh, I'm about to have a stroke yeah. here, dude. <laughs> just fucking sneeze. Get a grip. I know, but it's, I'm like Vince McMahon. You ever hear about that? When he sneezes, he gets so pissed. He you hates sound, sneezing. I've, you, I heard the anger coming. You're like, ah, fuck. Now then. All right, Matt. The Halloween gift certificates were a big deal, and I know you remember these. So we have a lot of memories to talk about here. I'm glad you went with this. This is probably, of everything on the show, the most kind of like traditionally Halloween McDonald's pick. And I'm glad for it because these things were amazing. When you look at these, like these are Halloween. These Halloween images of jack-o'-lanterns and ghosts and witches. Rockwell's Christmas work with Coke. The Halloween version is these certificates for McDonald's. It sounds like you're doing a bit, but you're not. I am being 1000% serious. I would never joke about something like this. <laughs> <laughs> so you could get drinks, sundaes, pies, cookies. So then if you had this gift certificate, then you could say to your parents, hey, we got free Sunday. Let's go to McDonald's. So you're trick-or-treating, someone gives you the certificate, obviously you can't eat it on the spot, but what it gave you is what you're saying, a guaranteed ironclad promise yeah. of a future trip to McDonald's. And that's exactly it, because when you saw something of that value, you would say, oh, we can get like a whole free ice cream, we definitely gotta go. And even the parents were like, yeah, of course, it wasn't some bad deal. All right, I got, I, first of all, when your parents brought you, yeah, you got the free ice cream, but you also finagled a Happy Meal and whatever else. Oh, yeah, out of, that. of course. They're, they're not fucking idiots. They're, they yeah. know that this is going to cost them. <laughs> yeah. These books were usually like a dollar. They were a steal because then you'd get like a whole book of them and you can start giving them out for uh, Halloween and trick-or-treating. And I thought to myself, how great would it have been if we got nothing but gift certificates like this? Our bags would be light, our trick-or-treat bags. We'd finally be able to use the McBoo Pal to go trick-or-treating. We would have enough space. Yeah, yes, exactly. I love that idea because you'd wake up on November 1st and you'd have like coupons for McDonald's, Burger King, Blockbuster, wherever the fuck else. It would be like the biggest shopping day of the year for kids. <laughs> so you think back with this artwork I mentioned, and you mentioned McBoo. There's actually, from the 70s, a Halloween gift certificate advertisement, and it has McBoo in it because McBoo was probably more of a thing. Right, so McBoo is the ghost. Yeah. And he, at least according to us, and I absolutely count this as canonical, what's the word? Canonical. 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 Yeah, I count it as canon because I mean, there's nothing to disprove it. McBoo the ghost was a McDonald's character in the early 70s. He appeared on lots of stuff. Exactly. But for some reason, these fucking wiki people who have pages for the trash pals because they had eyeballs, 
don't put him up there as an individual character. It doesn't make sense. Not at all. He's got to get his due. Makes me mad. (laughs) So, okay, if you got one of these Halloween gift certificates when you were trick-or-treating, this was better than getting a dollar. Hmm. Um, I was expecting you to say, like, uh, this was better than a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup or a fun-sized Snickers, and I would have been on board, but a whole dollar, A whole dollar? A whole dollar? That's, woof! Because you know why? The, The potential. You are right. These were even better than a dollar, which back then was not nothing. Yeah, because then you're thinking, well, I mean, I can get the dollar or I could get a whole trip to McDonald's with potential Ghostbusters Happy Meal stuff. You know, there's a whole thing. So if we pass McDonald's, maybe we pass the video store, too. Hey, who knows, right? Now you got the whole fucking day (laughs) mapped out with just one coupon. Exactly. (laughs) It was a golden ticket. It absolutely was. And that was the thing. It's like, I remember, I mean, it probably happened maybe once or twice in my entire life. But when you got one of those certificates, I would be in my head thinking, this is the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> All right. So if you had to cash one in when you were a kid, which one would you want? Pies, cookies, Sundays, drinks. If the cookies were like the box of cookies, that would be that. But I'm pretty sure it's the little tiny cellophane pack, which, you know, fuck that. Yeah. I think I have to go with the Sunday sampler. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. But I really did wish they had ones for like quarter pounders. <laughs> yes. Yes. I have that fucking note. Like, what the hell was the problem? Yeah. I want salty, fatty food. <laughs> Dessert does nothing for me. Could it really cost that much less to give away ice cream and cookies than burgers? <laughs> this is why we brought this up. This is the problem. They still occasionally do things like this nowadays. But now, if you want a $10 buck, you're going to spend $10. Like, you're basically just giving out actual gift certificates. Back then, it was more like a promotion. Oh, yeah. You were getting it as a steal. It right. was 4 value from the 87 commercial. If I've done my math right, that's a 470% increase on your investment. (laughs) I can't fact check you. I have to go into the lab, feed it to the back computer. (laughs) Go take another one of your walks to get fries. Those should give you plenty of time to come up with the math. McDonald's presents Halloween certificates. The trick. Go for the good stuff. McDonald's certificates. They get the fudgy sundaes, delicious cookies, wonderful pies. But how do I know which house has them? You'll know when you see this. Buy 12 McDonald's certificates for $1 and get a free pumpkin decal for your door. I see one, look! So kids will know where to get what they really want. McDonald's Halloween gift certificates. people don't know this but back in 1991 gravedale high got its own set of happy meal toys so awesome great pick thanks jay uh i don't know if you remember this i sure don't and the reason is it was apparently regional i don't think this was available everywhere this promotion yeah really Mm -hmm. i remember it though you remember looking at the pictures on ebay last night and you're conflating the two i was so into gravedale high though You were one of the three people who watched it? Yeah. You know, it does seem like it's up your alley (laughs) because it's kind of like Scooby-Doo adjacent. It really is. So, yeah, before we even get to the Happy Meal Toys, let's talk about this show. This was a Saturday morning cartoon series that debuted in very late 1990. Rick Moranis as the good-natured teacher of a class of monster children. Yes. Rick was riding the high of Ghostbusters, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He was like a kid icon. He doesn't really get credit for it nowadays, but geez. 
Little Shop of Horrors, and then Ghostbusters, two really big genre movies. Yeah, what a guy. I love Rick Moranis. I only watched the first episode of this show in preparation, and it was okay. I loved it. Some great voice work, too. You had Tim Curry on there. Yes, I don't have the talent list in front of me, but I did notice that, I'm like, wow, they got top talent, not just celebrity people, but just, like, the top voice talent available. And as for the Happy Meal set, McDonald's picked four characters from the show and turned them into action toys. Mm -hmm. You had Sid the Invisible Kid, Vinny Stoker, who was like a Fonz meets Dracula and probably your favorite character. Yes. (laughs) Hey, somebody lose a book? Kind of looks like a diary. Vinny Stoker, read that and you're dead. I can live with that. Then you had Frank and Tyke, who was kind of like this, like, um, impish Frankenstein, who was very, very annoying, I have to say, on the show. He was pretty annoying. And finally, one for a mummy girl named Cleophatra. Completely inoffensive name. Oh, my God. I'm like, first of all, I'm watching the show, and I'm like, (laughs) wow, the fat jokes definitely do not stop at her name. This would not fly in 2023. No way. Does this one belong to you? Cleopatra, are you okay? No, I'm not okay. It's all Mr. Boneyard's fault for not getting bigger doors on this crate. What did you think of these toys? Because they're not figures. They're like almost like fidget toys. Often they would do something that had an action rather than just like a figure itself. Uh, Of course, I would have preferred like a figure line because there wasn't anything like that for this show. There was no tie. Like this was the only thing. If you were a fan of that show that came out, I believe I haven't seen any other collectible. So I did like some of the actions. I think the best one is definitely Vinny Stoker because he's in that coffin where you flip it around and then he's like kind of chilling in it. But let's face it, even if he wasn't, you still were going to say that he had the best one. Of course. You you love Vinny Stoker. It's like you're a vampire guy. What's his name from your movies? Oh, (laughs) Vito the Vampire. Yes. (laughs) I got two points to make. They're both actually agreements with you. Number one, you're right about there being literally nothing else merch-wise for this show. If you search Gravedale High on eBay... I don't even think you get like a video cassette. It's all this Happy Meal. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And the other point is that, yes, I too would have preferred traditional figures. And it's really a pisser when you look back at how often that's the case. And why didn't McDonald's realize that kids just wanted simple figures to play with? Yes. Stop making them do shit, for Christ's sake. Yeah. (laughs) I don't need Mario to have a suction cup on his ass. Just give me the figure. If they learned anything from the Burger King Universal Monsters line. Exactly. Simple figures done well. That's what we really wanted. Beware. It's the Gravedale High Happy Meal featuring four creepy characters who put the ghoul in school. And there's a different one each week. You can collect all four when you buy the Gravedale High Happy Meal only at McDonald's. Seven. Great costumes, everybody. <laughs> what are you going to be, Ronald? Well, I could be a goldfish in a goldfish bowl. <laughs> a chocolate-covered marshmallow. Oh, what am I going to be? <laughs> For Halloween. The twins? <gasps> what do you want, Ronald? A Halloween costume. Nice choice. Hang <laughs> you, big copycat. Robert makes it magic. We're going to go back to 1995, Matt. And this is a commercial titled, What Am I Going to Be for Halloween? And this is a McDonald's epic, in my opinion. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm really curious to hear why, because you were very specifically picking the commercial. Yeah, this was a two-parter commercial. Now, the thing with the two-parter McDonald's commercials specifically is that you watch a show and maybe in the first break... You get that first commercial, and then part two aired in the later part of the show. They very, very infrequently did that, but you're right. Whenever they did, it popped. So in this case, the characters are having this big Halloween party. It was like an old school Halloween party, almost as if you were in like your elementary school classroom. Just stop. I already know that you're really thinking of the growing pains scene again. The growing pain scene too. Yes. yes. Every time we mention old Halloween oh. party, what we really mean is the fucking episode of Growing Pains <laughs> yeah. where Ben's dressed as a monk. Our entire show exists 
to try to catch that vibe. That's exactly it, yes. Meryl Streep gif pointing at the stage. That's right. Okay, so you see all these like homemade decorations in the background. This is great. It's like a big hoedown. Everybody's having fun. Everybody's getting their costumes together. The Hamburglar went as a bat. Grimace is dressed as a ghost. Birdie is a pumpkin. And so Ronald, for the life of him, can't decide. What am I going to be for Halloween? Yo, Ronnie, how about a clown? So you got this big Frankenstein guy come out, and he's very colorful. He's not your traditional looking Frankenstein. He doesn't look scary. Almost like if he was a guest star on Barney. What do you want, Ronald? A Halloween costume. He had a big green head, these big yellow eyes, blue hair, orange pants. He just looked like a really fun Frankenstein. He looked like Big Frank, the toy. He did look like Big Frank, yeah. And then Frank and Ronald, they're cutting a rug, doing Saturday Night Fever moves and stuff. It's fantastic. So Ronald does decide to become Frankenstein for Halloween. He basically switches spots with Frankenstein, and Frankenstein has a a Ronald costume on. Ronald's version of the Frankenstein costume, that was a mess. Yes. Because his entire clown face is visible, so basically it's like he's wearing a Frankenstein, like, headpiece. Yeah, it was so stupid. But his face is still there. He looks like he merged with Frankenstein. He doesn't look like he's cosplaying as Frankenstein. But I think when you really look at what they did here, two-parter episode, it felt very epic. There is a character in this that I didn't even know existed, this big vulture. Apparently, there's a vulture from McDonald Land. Nice choice. Hang <laughs> a big copycat. Ronald makes it magic. He's such a minor character, but I guess the hardcore wiki editors go wild for this guy. Yeah. The McBoo ghost can't get a page, but that vulture, <laughs> he shows up in like 55 of them. I literally had to pause it. He's in one frame of the. <laughs> and I love it because, like, whatever wiki entry on that McDonald Land wiki that he turns up on, he's always the last line. Yeah. So you'll have 15 paragraphs about whatever, and then this aside, and so and so the vulture also appears in this commercial. <laughs> and there's like 12 pages of the vulture's backstory, what yes. country he was born in. So <laughs> this Frankenstein in the commercial really left an effect on me. I said, geez, why am I so into it? And I realized that the Happy Meal toy represents the exact same character colors and look you just buried the lead because you were so focused on the commercials that you didn't even mention that there was a corresponding happy meal so you had ronald in the frankenstein outfit but you also had hamburglar birdie and what's his face grimace yeah also wearing the same costumes absolute synergy it was unheard of at the time the amount of thought and energy that went into the what am i going to be for halloween promotion at mcdonald's in 1985 fantastic (laughs) If you had to pick one of these toys from the Happy Meal, which one would it be? Hmm. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. So it would be Hamburglar as a bat, right? Yeah. Fuck him. He's out. He's out. You could have Ronald and his Frankenstein gal. Okay. So for me, it's down to Grimace, who I love more as a character, or Birdie, who I might appreciate more in this case because she's a fucking bird dressed as a pumpkin. (laughs) I'm going with Birdie Birdie? this time. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And it's probably the only time I'm ever going to get to pick Birdie for anything, so <laughs> Birdie. You're going to pick her to do your eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's available next week. <laughs> After these fries. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what a terrible idea. <laughs> By the way, this Happy Meal, did you notice this was the one where they have the four toys, but then they also have the four audio cassettes for some reason? Oh, Yes. Imagine you're at McDonald's and you're sweating because you don't know if you're getting a tape or a figure. Can't lose, right? You... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by my perspective as an old man, of course not. But back then, I'm sure I would have been gunning for Pumpkin Birdie. Yeah, I would have been gunning for the toys, too. What's frightfully fun at McDonald's? Four McDonaldland friends with clip-on costumes and four <laughs> McDonaldland tapes. I like to tear myself. Eight to collect. One with each happy oh. meal you buy. Happy Halloween! Number eight.
Time for my final pick, and you knew this was coming, Jay. I couldn't make the Halloween McNugget Buddies one of my picks because we've already talked about those Happy Meals so many times, but I found a loophole. You did find a loophole. It was a fucking awesome <laughs> loophole, I gotta say. It was great. From 2001, it's the McDonald's McNugget Buddies Masquerade Ball Board Game. Yes. This is a real board game. It's not like the underside of a tray liner. This was a big box board game that would have been sold in Toys R Us and KB and shit. I actually asked you that question. I said, wait, is this like one of those ones that you, you fold out a Happy Meal box and it becomes a game? You're like, no, this is an actual game. It's legit. You're being kind because what really happened is we were parking at your place and you saw me walk out in front of everyone holding this giant ass <laughs> fucking McNugget Masquerade yeah. Ball. You're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. Oh, it's like <laughs> <laughs> you sure you don't have a bag to put that in yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get to the game in a minute but the key thing about the masquerade ball is that mcdonald's brilliantly reused four of the halloween mcnugget buddies from their october 1996 happy meal they did that's pretty awesome five years later and they repurposed these toys tremendous so you got the spider the rock star the dragon and the fairy princess and they're exactly the same ones that were in the 1996 Happy Meal. Very, very cool. It appeals to me when they do something like that because it shows that they have confidence in the stuff that they've done. So the game itself, I knew we couldn't do this section unless we actually played it. So I bought the stupid thing on eBay, brought it to your place last weekend. So these things are not cheap. These games are going for like 50 to 100 bucks. I did not. I, I paid more for the fucking pumpkin spice syrup than I did for the game. <laughs> This particular market is a buyer's market. There is not a whole lot of action in the McDonald's Masquerade <laughs> Ball board stop. game market. <laughs> also, like, I did the math. Those 1996 McNugget Buddies, like, if you wanted to buy these four separately in unused condition, you're looking at almost 10 bucks a pop. You were going to spend 40 bucks anyway. You might as well get the board game. You're going to get the game and the figures. So we played it, and of course, we decided to play after going to like 16 different stores and looking for Halloween junk, so we were really tired and not in the mood for this. Yeah. I think you especially, um, when I started like setting it up and you realized what you were in for, you're like, <sighs> the classic J-Sai. The game itself is for two to four players. It's honestly also meant for people aged two to four. <laughs> We aged out. There's no strategy. All you're doing is spinning a little spinner and moving across the board. The idea is that you have to build your naked McNugget Buddies Halloween costume and get them back to McDonald's before midnight. And there's a whole clock situation that we had to abide by to make sure we were getting back before midnight. It was actually getting tense because the, yeah. the idea basically is that if you land on the clock tower when you spin, you had to push the clock forward an hour. And if it got to midnight before either of us got to McDonald's, we'd have to play the whole fucking thing over again. Well, okay, so stop right there because we did have to play the whole game over again because you're like, well, where do we start? And I'm like, right at the McDonald's. And you're like, no, no, it's the opposite. So we played half of a game and I was leading by a severe amount. And that is when you conveniently realize that we needed to start the game over. <laughs> oh my God, there's being colorful and then there's just outright lying. <laughs> we were like three moves into the game. Three, and like your 13. commanding lead might have been like, what, two spaces? No way. It was such a margin. It was embarrassing. I guess this is what you have to say since you lost the real game. <laughs> First, you have to guide your McNugget to the bottom boutique, then to the top shop. It's sort of like shoots and ladders without the shoots. I don't remember shoots and ladders, but this game was chef's kiss. Oh, that's the thing. Because we're playing, and at first, you are so resistant. <laughs> you barely wanted to touch your McNugget. I had to keep moving oh, your pieces for you. The McNugget was sticky as hell. Yeah, God. <laughs> there are other gross. McNuggets to pick from, but you had to be the rock star. <laughs> you didn't want a sticky McNugget. You should have went with the dragon. <laughs> But midway through that game, you suddenly got really into it. It was fun. You turned to me and you exclaimed, and I can quote you on this because I actually wrote it down and sent it to myself. <laughs> Man, this game is actually fun. 
<laughs> well, it was. I was dying because it was so earnest. <laughs> it was the purest thing you've ever said was about this masquerade ball board game. When I started packing it up to leave, you're like, oh, that's not going to stay here like everything else you've ever brought here? Of all the things to take back home. Sarah McLaughlin plays in the background. <laughs> Did you hop on eBay as soon as they left? Are you speaking from experience when you quoted those prices earlier? I mean, I looked out of curiosity. It is fun because once you realize, I mentioned the clock tower before, once you realize what the deal is and that you got to get back by a certain time, it all makes sense because it's that Cinderella story. Here's the thing. When you're older like us and you're playing board games, it's not like when you were kids when you can like lay in a fucking twisted pretzel and just sit there for hours. Yeah. You want a game that's like bing, bang, boom, sit back down. Bing, bang, boom, sit back down. And I don't have to like lean forward for 20 minutes trying to decide what fucking weapon someone got killed with or any of that bullshit. <laughs> I just got to move a McNugget three spaces and wait my turn. In all the board game websites, they rate this that it's supposed to take 15 minutes to get through, which to me, that's perfect. Anything above 15 minutes in any capacity, in any event, in any situation is too much for us. I remember playing Monopoly games that lasted like 12 hours. Oh, same. Yeah. Could you imagine trying that now? We wouldn't make it like past 10 minutes. The board would be flipped over. Yeah, exactly. Passed out on the couch. <laughs> but man, what a secret gem this turned out to be. You know, one of the best features of this game, the spinner thing has such a great smooth spin and it doesn't let up. It just gets faster and faster. You were making sure you did the perfect flick to get that thing to spin for minutes. Fucking Ferrari wheel over there. And then mix that with the heat is on with the clock situation. You're like, I gotta get back. For a board game that's based on the concept of McNuggets going to a masquerade ball, <laughs> it's actually kind of intense. <laughs> I'm going to get to the bottoms bar. <laughs> What's coming up at McDonald's this Halloween? Coolish, ghoulish McNugget Buddies with costumes you can rearrange, plus masks to give your face a change. You get one in each Happy Meal you buy. Now that's handy. Jay, that was our McDonald's Horror and Halloween show. That it was, Matt. And you know what I'm going to ask you right now? Whoa, yes. Oh, you completely forgot that you owed me a name of the slimy green ghosts from the McDonald's Real Ghostbusters Translight. No, I, I know. Yeah, I, I got myself into that mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... All right, I think I'm going to go with a name that sticks in my mind that a lot of people will be familiar with from an old TV show. Jawarhal. Jawarhal? Yeah. You remember Jawarhal? From what TV show? Head of the Class. Jawarhal from Head of the Class <laughs> is your answer. <laughs> yes. Man, I mean, if that was my answer, I don't see why you didn't bring it up earlier. I would be just fucking itching to make that reference. Oh, All right, what do you got? Uh, I, I, to be honest, I completely forgot. Let me see if I can hope with anything now. Um, you know, can I just sign on for a Jawar Hall from Head of the Class? Nothing I could come up with is going to top that. <laughs> All right, well, that's settled then. It is. <laughs> Jawar Hall, the green slimy ghost from the real Ghostbusters McDonald's Happy Meal Translite. Yes. There you go. All right. Now we could do our thing. Let's do our thing. So, Matt, you had a great list. First, we're going to go with the Japan... Pumpkin spice French fries, which we recreated thanks to your expensive sauce. You can have another one of those. Oh, God, they're even grosser now. <laughs> the evil grimace and his multiple arms stealing shakes and sodas. The McNugget Masquerade game, which I thought was fantastic. And the Gravedale High Happy Meal. I love that you went ahead and you did the food thing because the taste test is always fun. 
I don't know if I'm going to go with it because it didn't really knock my socks off. I think if the orange was more radioactive looking like it was in the photos from Japan, maybe it would rate higher. I can't fault you for that. Evil Grimace, I like. I don't like Evil Grimace quite as much as the Grimace Shake, which was absolutely delicious. By the way, did you know, I'm so old that I didn't realize this, that there's a trend with younger teens where they were drinking the Grimace Shake and then bad things were happening to them? My God, you really haven't been online much, have you, Jay? That was like the biggest story of the year. <laughs> I know, it was I covered do. on the fucking news. That Grimace I, shake trend takes control. Mascot. You see it right there, that purple milkshake. It took a life of its own on social media. Social media users turning the purple concoction into small horror movies. You see some of them right here. Just a few of the tens of thousands of examples. And then they show like the girl almost looked like she watched the tape from The Ring. It was exactly (laughs) like that. And I swear, I mean, it was never more humbling to me to realize how much more talented today's youth are than will ever be. Because some of those things, I'm like, I cannot believe these are not like million dollar movie makers. I know. I was watching them. It just shows that I'm so out of it. I guarantee you some people listening to this right now will be like, hmm, I didn't know about that either. <laughs> <laughs> You're the everyman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So oh, the game, I love the game. So it's coming down to the game and Gravedale High. And since we had a great time playing that game, I'm going to go with the McNugget Masquerade game. <sighs> Thank yeah. Christ, because yeah. that was not cheap. And if I had spent all that money just to get beat by <laughs> Gravedale High. <laughs> Being able to play that game was a lot of fun. So, And here's the thing. McDonald's McNugget Buddy Halloween nostalgia is so big. It's just constant. It's so you see those pictures all the time. So few people appear to even know about this I game. I was literally just going to say one of the best parts about it is I didn't even know it existed until you told me about it. Yeah. And once I remembered, I'm like, oh, hot damn. Yeah. Hot damn. This show is done. Put <laughs> it in the fucking oven. <laughs> of course, it's McNuggets. You got to pick it. That's right. All right. So you're picking the game. Let me see what you brought up. Um, you brought up the real Ghostbusters Happy Meal featuring Jawar Hall. <laughs> The ghost. You brought up the what am I going to be for Halloween two part commercial, very specifically the commercial with a maybe a little bit of a side credit to the Happy Meal toys. Yeah. You also brought up the Roswell McDonald's. Yes. I can almost guarantee you that if this show still exists in a few years, we probably will have gone there to cover it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's one of the only places in the entire country where I would just say, all right, I'll deal with the flight. Let's go do it. Yes, I'm with you. And you also brought up, did I get them all? I feel like there was one more. Oh, the gift certificates. How could I forget the Halloween gift certificates? That heavy hitter. (laughs) It is going to be. I genuinely have no idea. Well, it's down to two. And what are the contenders? The contenders are Roswell and the real Ghostbusters Happy Meal. Yeah. They're, oh my God. Oh my God. Am I really going to do it? Am I really going to do it? Am I really going to do it? (sighs) Roswell. Yeah. Wow. Look. The idea that there's a place in this country, we were just talking about how all McDonald's look the same. We flip out, we find one that looks like it's from the 90s now. Yeah. But off there in Roswell, there's a McDonald's that looks like a neon spaceship. I mean, that's the coolest thing ever. It is. It really is. And I have to pick it as much as I love the Stay Puft pencil sharpener. Yeah, I love that they just went all out, completely decked out in everything UFO, alien, spaceships. I wonder how much it would cost for us to like just go there for like a night, literally one night. Just go for a few hours and then fly back. I mean, I spent a hundred dollars on the crappy fucking sauces, so even <laughs> if it's like five hundred, pretty good deal. Our champions tonight: a Roswell McDonald's, one that looks like a spaceship, and the McNuggets Masquerade Ball board game. It was an amazing show. What a kickoff to the 2023 Halloween season. Yeah, I'm really feeling it right now. And uh, man, that was fun. I really enjoyed it. Did not realize that I would have so much fun with the McDonald's show. 
You never do. You have to trust me. I know deep in you, you're a bigger McDee's guy than you know. I am. (laughs) So guys, it's all spooky from now through the end of October. All spooky all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we want to remind you, we are on Patreon. That is patreon.com slash purple stuff. Where we do our monthly bonus shows. And we've had a really good one recently, too. Tales from the Dark Side. Tales from the Dark Side, an episode about a uh, family of spiders yes. that eat people. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's it. So check us out on Patreon. We want to thank everybody for listening. This has been the Purple Stuff Podcast. I am Jay from Sludge Central. I am Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. We'll see you next time. Safe. Ooh, and happy Halloween!